Hey there, everybody. This is part two of our conversation with Chef PK. Please check out part one. It's in your feeds right now. It is our interview with Chef PK where we talk about uh, his career on YouTube, his career as a chef, his advice for making your way as a up and coming creative. If we have anybody looking to start their own YouTube channel, podcast, the creative information that Chef PK drops here is absolutely fantastic. Similarly, check out his YouTube channel right now. He is currently doing a Shokugeki style food contest where you could win an amazing chef's knife for context on what a shokugeki is though you're gonna want to watch or you're gonna want to listen to this episode right here this is part two of our conversation with chef pk focusing on the legendary amazing food battle slash orgasm explosion show food wars baby here we go to Bro Tacos, and today we are with Chef BK as we discuss Food Wars. So, uh, a general outline of Food Wars, we want to, I'm not going to lie, when I first was introduced to the concept of Food Wars, someone actually told me, hey, um, when you are going through a list of anime to watch, when you're going through, I know you're looking for some new stuff, if you see Food Wars, don't do it. And I was like, why? Why, why shouldn't I watch Food Wars? And they were like, well... Okay, maybe you should, and just tell me what you think. And whoa, whoa, it's crazy. That's how they hook you. That's how they hook you. Crazy. And I'm so glad that we have Chef BK here to talk with us about it because he's going to have some insight into this that, you know, Pax and I just are not going to be able to get it other than the, you know, the hypersexualization, which I feel like we're all pretty familiar with in anime at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So, Pax, uh, tell me a little bit about your perception of Food Wars, like what first hit you. Chef, please give us your insights. Yeah, yeah, let's have let's have Chef do this. So, Chef, give us like the your first experience watching it. And then what's like the general concept real quick before we dive in episode one? Yeah, definitely. So my, my first experience with the show was on that first react video where I was like the salty boy and mm-hmm. I picked it apart, you know, because I thought that was a thing to do. And as I started to watch the series it started to to trigger like my old feelings of wanting to have fun with food. And that's mm. where like you actually see, you know, a lot of people are like, Paul's like story arc is more interesting than Food Wars. Yeah. Because you kind of see like this huge change in all the reaction content. And... <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, with with the first episode of Food Wars, when you see like the clothing explosions and trying to make, you know, potatoes taste like pork and this and that and the other thing, what really got to me after a while was that personally, I have had food that has made me aroused, you know? So you, it, it, granted, my clothing doesn't explode, but that's like what's happening in their mind kind of thing mm-hmm. rather than like them actually getting naked until later on in the series where they actually get naked. Like end of season four is when people are actually naked. So everything that's happening is in their minds. Like how do you, how do you express how good food is to someone without them actually tasting it? Right. That's what I think Food Wars actually did the best Mm -hmm. because. (laughs) Right. And and it's it's just so over the top because you're like, yeah, this is right. I'm, I'm sorry. This is like it's so good that you're going back to your carnal desires of being of wanting to run around naked like 
that's it. You're just, you're just monkey brain <laughs> at that point. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. I, I have a friend who um, reviews, um, reviews, uh, uh, food for a, a newspaper in, um, in, in Syracuse. And, and a, a common refrain in it is like just describing the ingredients together. Cause the audience will kind of imagine like how it's cooked for the people who are reviewing these things and not saying like, and it made me feel this way and this way. And yet I feel like that might be different if they could write in the paper, like, and then I cummed in my pants and uh-huh. I shattered out my doo-doo. <laughs> Like, is yeah. that, I don't know. It's it's effective on screen. Like <laughs> it is, and and it's yeah. also effective on screen because you have like the the husbandos and the waifus that everybody's you know attracted to Gars. or whatever the case yeah. is, and and you're like, wow, like it's coming. I get to finally see them in their in their naughty underwear. And with Food Wars, it 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 takes that up to to an extreme level, like a super extreme level, almost yeah. to a supernatural level. Yeah, it's but, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> right. And and I always talk to like the best way for me to describe it is I can't give you a piece of food through the screen yet, right? Maybe that'll happen. Like I'll just you'll 3D print some food or something. But when you when you describe food to people, you it's it's lacking so many senses. The only sense you have is sight, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, and hearing and what what it sounds like. Sometimes, you know, they'll describe it or maybe you crush a piece of bread to hear the crackle. But mm. that's why ASMR content is so popular. Let's talk about that, you know, whatever. But um, I always talk about the same concept of technology. Like I love VR. I can't explain to you what VR actually looks and feels like. I have to throw you into a headset, give you motion tracking, let you just go play Half-Life Alex and crap your pants right like that's that's what it is so you when you're talking about food it's so difficult to to explain the feeling you get when eating something especially through anime because that's why a lot of people say animated food is it looks so beautiful i'm like they have to Mm -hmm. it has to look beautiful Mm -hmm. right that's that's why food wars does it the way they do Absolutely. And so that's really what it's all, all, all about, I think, is the, the aesthetic of it and the joy. And I mean, people love food and anime. That's what, like, the first thing people mentioned about, like, Miyazaki films. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Is, you know, the role of food and anime and, and the, the heightened, the, the just that things that look better than real life, mm-hmm. you know? Right. And it has an important role in a ton of, uh, anime. I mean, Naruto has his ramen. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, DBZ has the sensu beans and the mm-hmm. thousand bowls of rice. Yeah. Yep. And it, it is big, but nobody has this. Because even Toriko, have you seen any Toriko? I've seen two episodes of Toriko so far. Yeah, because I've read all of Toriko, and what that is is it's not. It's 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 super interesting if you want to give it a read. It's not like the the highest quality shonen in the world, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. And it follows a man who gains energy from eating uh, various um, foodstuffs, and the more rare things that you hunt and eat, the stronger you become. And he is on his quest to eat a food called God. Okay, <laughs> and, that's yeah. fair. So, uh, Paul, what are you cooking God on? <laughs> yeah, right? Delete. So, um, the, the the show itself though in in Food Wars is following a young boy named Soma on various journeys to have like Iron Chef style battles called Shokugeki uh, with individuals at the school he winds up going to. But um, the exact plot is way less important than the the kind of just like the good vibes of Food Wars. And so Hal, lead us through our first episode recap, and we're just gonna kind of bring you back to your reaction days, uh, oh, Chef. Yeah, yeah. So I'll start right back at the very very beginning of episode one. Yeah. Ding! You see like a plate with a zero and a one and fork and a knife next to each other. And you hear, you see the words dis, you see the word disgusting spelled out in front of you with this, these cartoony sounds. Um, and this swirling multicolored background reminiscent of vomit, which is immediately mm-hmm. followed by a man shouting disgusting. 
disgusting. Uh, the scene quickly switches to Yukihira Diner, where our protagonist, 15-year-old Soma Yukihira, is brooding over a failed dish he made in the back of the restaurant, which is uh, peanut butter tentacles. Uh, and he's sitting there just laughing at how awful this is. And then he gets someone shouts his name from inside the restaurant. He goes in. Boom. The restaurant's full of people. Um, his friend comes and is ready to judge what looks like their first food war. It looks like their first contest between himself and his father, who is, uh, uh, da, 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 Joichiro, uh, Yukihira to create who's hot as hell who's hot as hell Um, and he's like 38 and uh, yeah he's he's like goals yeah 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 yeah. 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 and so um, they look like they're creating some kind of fried rice am I wrong in that chef Mm -hmm. yeah that's what I thought no totally Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. and there's a big story behind the fried rice but yeah right so like they're creating this fried rice and um, the judge sits down and uh, she tries both and she immediately creams her jeans and um, (laughs) and and so like she thinks about it chooses one and then boom you learn that uh the father wins for the 489th time in a row Mm -hmm. sensei if we uh doing this and so like you know jochiro owns a restaurant everyone in town loves the place it's small and modest but people come from all over town to eat there because the food is so so good Uh, and right away that sex uh, angle is highlighted because the person who's about to eat the rice is just like squishing her thighs together and 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 the men their hands are like (laughs) 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 and uh yeah i'll go ahead so so like everyone freaks out they have the food they close that day but once they close some land sharks come in with the very oh, oh wait yeah, yeah, yeah. you, you got to give us you got to give us the him feeding the the um the, oh, oh yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so soma takes this loss this time he takes it a little personally and um he goes up to his friend the judge at this point and he's like hey i have another dish i just made it's brand new and special you want to try no, it God, and please, he no, takes no. this peanut butter tentacle and he shoves it in her mouth and what happens next is uh, <laughs> it is uh, disturbing. Uh, so so essentially, so yeah. while you have the you know those moments where you know someone tries something and it's immediately it's 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 immediately like a huge arousing sexual experience. Um, mm-hmm. Then there's contrast of when something is disgusting, uh, and every time they taste something, it takes physical form and it assaults their senses when it's disgusting. It's like something out of like a Lovecraftian horror. And in this case, it's this octopus who come or a squid that is covered in peanut butter that like assaults this girl in her mind and like straight up straight up tentacle porn yeah. is what it looks like everything and the way that the tentacles collapse in on each other uh-huh. and just like, yeah and it's you're like, just like like i'm watching it this morning uh i'm re-watching episode one and i'm like huh, oh, oh i don't think i want to eat breakfast anymore um I, I, uh, <laughs> yeah so, Chef, you've tried the peanut butter uh, squid. How is it? Because there, there must be a good way to do it if, like, with, like, a peanut sauce, maybe. But you just tried PB and squid? Yeah, and uh, I I tried to recreate it to how I thought he had made it, where you're, mm-hmm. like, grilling the squid and just dipping it in peanut butter. Some people said, well, no, it's marinated with peanut butter, but sometimes the translations are different. So yeah. I just went ahead and I grilled it plain, like, without seasoning it or anything, over charcoal, and dipped it in peanut butter. And the texture isn't it, it's almost vomit worthy but the taste is like kind of a salty briny peanut butter and so it's not horrible if you're expecting to eat it right i know he like just shoves it in people's yeah, mouths yeah. and so it's one of those things where you're like i was not i did not need that in my life yeah. 
But if you were to recreate it, that's actually a common common pairing in a lot of countries where you make like a peanut saute sauce like you're Mm, making an actual nice peanut sauce with like hoisin and oyster and whatever that would go really well with squid but i think it's because of japan's like hentai tentacle monsters that the squid really comes into play yeah you know because it's 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 obviously not for everyone but when you really think about the author uh, i think it was yuto Tsukada, I forget his, I honestly forget his name. He was a hentai artist. So he went from. Uh, oh, oh, the, the light bulb. Right. Sense. So now it makes sense, right? Yeah, like the yeah, whole yeah. series yeah. makes sense now. He yes. literally went, he went from drawing hentai, but he wanted to go mainstream. So you can see all of his roots with hentai in this show right oh yeah he you made, see him <laughs> yeah you yeah. obviously see him you know, <laughs> so he was able to combine the two very successfully yeah and it shows like yeah. how much merch how many how many figurines has he sold of some of the waifus and husbandos like you know all these different Facts, things add yeah. up and that's why i think the squid was such a big part it probably yeah. had to do with some hentai thing he drew back in the day and all of a sudden now it's in his food anime yeah he, he so like that's, couldn't that's help himself he's they, like i gotta put it in i gotta yeah, i gotta <laughs> yeah i gotta have it plus the two flavors are things that people wouldn't try anyways right. most of the time but yeah i think it has to do with his his origin story of hentai tentacle monsters God, he's a villain he's an anime yeah, villain totally uh, so so after that <laughs> after this horrible lovecrafting experience they close the shop uh and um you know they're cleaning up the shop the dad's cleaning up and some people come in and you realize they're land sharks and they're led by the very well endowed as we said uh minigasaki uh, who is a young woman who looks like she's in charge of urban planning. She come, Endowed with, with bubs, with, not, with a, big not a bubs, horsey big bubs. Pee, yes. pee pee. Very yeah. big bubs. And um, so she comes in and you realize, oh, they've been bothering uh, Soma's dad for some time and they're trying to build a hotel development. Uh, so me, me, uh, Minnie, I'm going to call her Minnie, Minnie insinuates that the shop won't be able to maintain the business forever, so they should just you know bite the bullet and sell already. Soma's like, oh yeah, well, we give the people what they want, so... Until we can't, until we can't do that anymore, you guys can go away. Then we'll sell if we can't, if we can't provide customers with a good experience. And she's like, oh, okay, bye. And so, like, they close the shop, they leave. Soma comes back. And, and, and so, just two quick notes here. One, we said she's well endowed. Yeah. That doesn't even begin to describe what's no, going on. They them. are, no. they have a mind of their own. They are moving yeah. up and down. They are seemingly, um, I don't know if it's like dead or alive too. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. That's right? exactly it. Yes. Yeah. With the, with the boob slider all the way up. Yeah. And you, yeah. you like, you, you take two steps and they, they're flopping around <laughs> like two planets about to collide. Yeah. yeah. It's like the cross-eyed booby syndrome yeah. of just like, and they're jiggling constantly. Like yes. these, these G cups. It's, yes. it's nuts. Yeah. Um, and so, so she leaves and, and, um, She's very reminiscent of like Jesse from Team Rocket, like that kind of personality. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, so Soma wakes up the next, next morning. He goes to school, gets some groceries, gets a call from his dad saying, hey, I'm going to be on some errands today. You don't have to open the shop if you don't want to. And he's like, no, I want to go practice so I can become Hokage. I, I mean, uh, a chef. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. <laughs> uh, <shit. laughs> um, and so like Soma goes to the shop. He opens the door and the place has been trashed. All the meat from the fridge has been left out and it's spoiled. All the food in there has just been completely destroyed. It's been ransacked. Act. He goes out in front and he sees that the sign has been splattered in paint, milk, cream, and hentai. Um, <laughs> yeah, she brings yeah. the guards down and she's like, "All right, pants down, boys. <laughs> yes, like, get him. <laughs> <laughs> get him. Sick him." And so, uh, and so uh, he's 
looking and he's like, wait a second. I remember a really bad conversation I had last night and who comes out but Minnie. And she's like, oh, hey, look at what happened. Your sign looks so nice now that it's, you know, completely covered in milk cream. Just, I don't know. And, um, and he's just like, yeah, okay. I, I see what's happening here. He opens the doors. They come in. She's like, why don't you make me a nice meat dish? Oh, I bet you can't. Why? Because there's meat all over the ground. Oops, who did that? And um, they're all laughing so at him. So every yeah. step of the way, the police would clearly be like, oh, yeah. Something happened like, here. Uh, okay, uh, we're, we're coming in. And they'd be like, oh, there's like, <laughs> there's a woman and three people all wearing sunglasses at night, uh, harassing this 15 year old boy, uh, a sign dripping in cum, and the place completely ransacked. Yeah, they I would not be like, everything's <laughs> no. fine here. And the thing I need to point out too is that Silva's 15 years old. Yeah. And this woman is like, well, kid, I'm going to make you promise that you'll give the shop away. And like her, her <laughs> evil monologue is just like, haha, this 15 year old, uh, he's pinky promised. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, it's like, insane like what, what legalities are going i know it's anime that's uh, that was one thing the I, owner yeah. at all like, yeah uh, like you know these things have a process right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but again to a kid watching it you don't notice yeah, anything wrong because like, it's well, like soma makes food so he must own the shop yeah well he said he closed that's the way the law yeah. works yeah exactly <laughs> that's the rules so, like, yeah. so, so anyway she comes in she's mocking him asks for a meat dish knowing he can't provide it but someone's like oh okay all right i'll take your challenge and i'll make you an amazing meat dish but you have to promise to leave us alone forever and she's like okay sure yeah if you want to try and he's like all right boom pulls out his headband whips it out puts on his hidden leaf uh, headband and goes to work to create that amazing um pork roast and you see him like you see you see this like battle sequence um of he take he makes this sensual looking roasted potato wrapped in bacon which looks incredible like you see him making mm. this whole thing he wraps up the bacon he has he boils a potato which uh chef actually i watched you make this this morning <laughs> as a matter of fact after i saw this episode uh so he's doing all this you know he's like moving so fast that you you know that he's moving too fast for really like anyone there to see but you get to see everything in the inner machinations of his mind as he creates this this uh incredible incredible creation and so like boom he finishes it and many and as he's in the yeah, kitchen yeah. paul if you could hit us with the sanitary things of the fact that again everything's either on the floor or in like an open refrigerator for like five hours and his headband what what are the regulations yeah. here yeah i mean if i walked into my restaurant and i saw that like let's say i had no cameras i had no way of finding out whatever first thing mm. i'm gonna do is clean up because that right. has probably been sitting out all night right mm. i'm not gonna just you know maybe there was a sequence where he cleaned up i would have liked to maybe see him talk crap first and be like well i'll get to you once i clean up and i actually open that would have been my response first mm-hmm. then going through the actual cooking process take notes soma you knew <laughs> yeah like every, everything everything looked fine but then the whole headband thing, like I know I brought this yeah. up multiple times in the in the episode when I did my review on it, my reaction mm-hmm. to it. Like he when you're when you're in a kitchen and you're sweat, like the headband isn't to make you look good. The headband is to catch sweat and hair. <laughs> it's that's not for, it's not for your drip in the kitchen. Right. Like. It's because that's literally what it's for. It's meant mm-hmm. to keep you from sweating into people's food <sighs> because that does happen, which is dis- which is disgusting. Like, sorry, that's gross. So imagine you're working up a sweat and you're working, you know, to make this roast and it's hot and whatever. And you have this sweaty headband on. And then your first inclination is to take it off and wrap it around your wrist. Like, you know how foul that's going to smell? Not only that, <laughs> I'm still holding to my guns on this. Not only that, he took that off from his 
wrist and put it on to cook with. So he's had it all around his arm this whole time. Right, he, like we don't know what handy wipes with. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like if I, I had a chef in culinary school who almost failed someone, and someone else pointed this out before he could do it. Almost failed someone for taking a, a unused glove, like just a clean like cooking glove, out of his apron pocket. And he was going to put it on to start working with. And there was another girl. So the guy that did it, his name was Ahmed. Sorry, Ahmed, I'm calling you out. <laughs> and then Molly, another girl in class, she stopped him. She's like, don't use that here. And she grabbed the whole box, which still had the gloves in it, and handed it to him. Because those are sanitary to work with. Right, right. Even little things like that, you're like, we don't know if something fell into your apron. What if you were cutting some fish and some fish scales like hit your apron and fell into the pocket? Now you have that glove that is now in that same pocket, which you're going to use it to prepare chicken and somebody might have a fish allergy. Those are the things that go through my head. But this guy is like, nah, we're going to take the headband that may have been around my wrist when I wiped my butt after pooping and put it on to make this pork roast. And then we're going to take it back off after sweating heavily and wrap it back around my wrist. Now I will say there are, there was like one, maybe three second clip showing him washing his headband. So I will give him the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, you know, he, he does wash it, but listen, bro, you were still wearing it outside in public. That's just, that's just the no, no zone. You you just, you just don't do that. Yeah. So, um, so he, you know, has his, uh, his little Petri dish headband on and he, Mm -hmm. um, that's literally what it is. (laughs) You know, he, he finishes making this food. And the aroma fills the shop and Minnie begins to sweat. She begins to hurt. She begins to blush. She says, what is this fantastic aroma? And you have this moment that you see in like every battle anime of like in Dragon Ball Z where like, oh my gosh, what happened to Goku? How did his power level go so high? And you hear Piccolo, you yeah. hear like Piccolo on the side watching. And he's like, probably because he went and uh, brought out his battle rage. And now he's able to move 25 times faster than he did before. Oh my yeah, gosh. Only 20, oh, yeah, <laughs> like he took off weights. Yeah, something like that. Oh my God, he went headband wrist mode. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so like she, she begins to sweat. Her heart begins pounding and her clothes are suddenly too tight. What is the sensation? And so titties vibrating in anticipation. Yeah. <laughs> and so <Selma, laughs> boom, puts it down on the table and you see this incredible roasted, uh, this incredible meat mm. roast. And she's like, what? That's impossible. How did you make a meat roast? Do we destroy? I thought you threw out all the meat in the kitchen and her and her, uh, her all her cronies are like well we did boss we threw it all on the ground this should be ru- this should be spoiled and he's like well you didn't see the bacon i brought in for breakfast this morning i just used that this is actually a baked potato not just a meat dish so checkmate and she's like well fine but this doesn't count this isn't a meat dish and then boom the smell really hits her as it sits right in front of her she takes out a fork she tries it she tries it, and suddenly her knees buckle. She goes, ba-boom, hits the table, and is sitting there. <laughs> I love the collapse that she has. Yeah, yeah. Boom, collapses, hits the table. As Soma begins to explain in great detail, like, this is foreplay. This scene is foreplay, by the way, just yes. so everyone understands. The Soma, a 15-year-old boy, is, is, is doing foreplay with this however old woman with G-cut babas. <laughs> <laughs> she is just like climaxing over the dish late before mm-hmm. and she like takes one bite she is transported to a different realm boom snaps back as he goes well i guess you know if you promise never to come back you can have the rest of it and she's like no i i won't do it no matter how good this is and he's like well yeah <laughs> and he's like are you sure okay it's a waste but i guess i'll just throw it out and he takes the plate starts moving away and she's like wait 
I have to have one more bite. And he's like, promise. And she's like, okay. And she promises. And he puts it down on the plane. He's like, okay, well, was that so hard? You can have it now. The cronies get in there. They all have forks as they rush, take big bites. And what happens next is they are trans. They all climax simultaneously as their clothes. It was a full on menage. Full on menage. Yeah. As their clothes bust off their bodies like firecrackers and they climax into another dimension. Their sexy juices blasting them away like teen rocket in their hot air balloon. One crony is naked. There's like a bidet of meat juice squirting yeah, inside yeah. of him. The <laughs> like, woman, oh. it's like Niagara Falls between her legs. They're still just wearing their sunglasses. They're naked, but Yo, they're wearing the- their sunglasses. The big guard, the the, the thick yeah, guard, he he's tied up, up in butcher's time. I love it. Like, oh. it was so good. And as they as they come uh, back from their dimension and they are all unconscious on the floor, and someone's just like, "Yeah," gives a thumbs up to the camera. Got him. <laughs> Imagine being his dad coming up and being like, uh, "Soma, did you uh, fuck four adults and leave them unconscious on the ground? What's happening?" <laughs> Soma, uh, what's going on? Uh. So anyway, what actually happens is uh, the, the father doesn't come home to find this. He calls Soma and lets him know that he's got some other stuff going on and that actually uh, the restaurant is completely closing down because he got a job offer from an old friend. I have to go do a job in New York. Um, I'm enrolled. This is my, 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 an old colleague just asked if I wanted to work together. I'm like, yeah, sure, my son, fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, and so someone's like, oh, well, what do I do? And he's like, well, time for you to leave. You just graduated middle school. So, um, time for you to go <laughs> it's, to a different it's place. It's the age like Pokemon, yeah, right? Like, like it's slightly hey, older yeah, than Pokemon. Years old. exactly. You can pay taxes exactly. and fight godlike creatures now. You're fine. Uh, so, yeah, that's cool. So, you send Soma away to the school and someone's like, oh man, you know, I really wanted to work at the shop. I didn't want to have to go to some stupid school where they use, you know, wooden spoons and they're all geriatric and it's terrible. Mm. Oh, and then he looks up and you see this enormous like monolith of a building as all these, ac- these academy students are like, no, I failed my entries exam. I have to go kill myself now. And and everyone is yeah. everyone's like uh, uh, suffering. And there's a old guy out there begging for like the uh, their their kid to be let back in. And it's it's just extremely imposing. The old homie there is like begging the person to let the kid back in, saying, "I'll suck your fucking dick. Just let my kid learn how to cook." Like he's like so like. <laughs> Sucks to suck. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And so that's Food Wars, baby. That 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 is that's the first episode and the rest of it. You see him going to school, getting through the and, and again, I love percentages and numbers in anime when they're always like, there's only a like there's only a point zero zero two chance of passing this class. And like, oh my god, ninety percent of people fail. Like uh uh and and uh and yet he he maybe he does pretty well for for himself. You'll have to watch the show to find out. Mm-hmm. Um but uh, talking about Food Wars more generally, because my God, um, first of all, th- this first episode, I mean, Paul, I don't know if when you watched this first episode, you had any inkling you would then go on to remake a hundred dishes from this anime. <laughs> but so what, what were your actual takeaways apart from the reaction? Like what 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 vibes did it leave you with? It was it wasn't off putting at first. It was mm-hmm. one of those things because like, I've seen so much anime mm-hmm. right, where yeah. but I've never seen I'd never seen a food anime and at the time, I was trying to follow... Because when you look at a cooking anime, 
Yeah. It's almost like slice of life, right? For sure. But there are some mm-hmm. aspects where it's a little over. It's not a little. It's really over the top. But like one of my favorite animes, probably of all time, is Kaon. You know, mm. it's just a group of girls who are trying to start a band in school, and it's super adorable. It just follows real life principles. Like there's nothing supernatural about it. They're just going to school and trying to learn music and whatever. And with Food Wars, I kind of went into it thinking it was going to be similar to that, where you're going to, you know, you're going to be able to maybe make a dish or something, and they're going to show you the process, and which they do, but yeah. it's a hype train the whole time. It's There's no slice of life about it. You know, it's, yeah. it's literal hype train the whole time. So that first episode, I was like, oh, cool, like, you know, whatever, he's going to try to make a pork roast with bacon and stuff like that. But then the moment that it's served, like the art style aside, you know, mm. which which is great. But like art style aside, when he serves it up, then like he puts the dish down and like a, a whirlwind mm. of bacon smell hits everything. And you just see this tornado of smelly and bacon and whatever. And that is forced too, blowing yeah, yeah, people away. Man. Yeah, and it, and it blows people away. And thinking back on it, it's like they did that to show you mm. how much smell actually came off of this it's like when you walk into your favorite restaurant and you're like oh you know there's the there's the 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 cookies or whatever like you're smelling those things and so they're trying to portray that but then it got to the point to where like they started eating things and they start like they were coming undone and when i was in that mind space i was like this doesn't are they actually naked because it wasn't actually they didn't (laughs) say whether or not they were getting naked in the restaurant and it was all happening in their head right it sent them to an alternate dimension in their head and i'm sitting there watching i'm like what the hell is happening why are they eating bacon you know wrapped around a potato and they're all having sexual experiences with themselves you know in the same alternate dimension and and it didn't really click until later on it's like oh they're actually just trying to portray how good the food is Mm -hmm. in a way for you to understand it through anime because like we had talked about earlier like you can't you don't have a lot of senses when it comes to watching anime especially with food Mm -hmm. that's why it has to be so like crazy over the top and it's the same with later on in the show where i think that first episode mm-hmm. you it sets you up it's yeah. that whole hook you're like okay cool there's some you know there's some etchy stuff involved there's some really cool looking food there's there's actual breakdown of recipes mm-hmm. you can continue to watch this and that's why i continue to watch it because it was okay let's just see what this is about mm-hmm. you know i don't at the, at the time i was just watching whatever was top on crunchyroll that's yeah. actually how i came across food wars i opened up oh, i opened nice. up crunchyroll and i think like first was naruto because they were just maybe finishing up or whatever mm-hmm. uh then something else and then food wars was like top four and i was like oh it's called food wars i obviously know what this is going to be about it's going to be about food that's why i started watching it so i had no other you know no other uh thoughts on like what was going to be happening with the show and just to Mm. see it in the top four on crunchyroll means that it's extremely popular yeah so after finally watching what is it 90 episodes or something like that on Mm. as reactions you see why the show is popular yeah you know because it it has all of these really cool quirks and tropes that hit different audiences at the same time. You know, you may just be there for the food. You may be there for the etchy content. It does have some comedic value, you know, so it's, it's fun to watch. It yeah. really is. So that's, that was my takeaway. That's why I continued watching. It was like, okay, you know, I can uh, watch this. I actually this can't wait yeah. to finish okay. it. Yeah. I, I'm going to be honest. I started it and I enjoyed it so much more than I thought I would because nice. like, I'm not, I was never a guy. I, I never really enjoyed like hypersexualization 
in in anime. I felt I feel like there are a lot of instances in which it, it can be really problematic. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but but also <coughs> Fire Force. This one, <coughs> what I thought was funny is like. It's not just like, it's not, they're just like, oh yeah, you know, like someone's a 15 year old who spends his time getting his rocks off by like feeding women, uh, this food and making them climax in his restaurant. He's, he, one thing I liked was that like all four of the bad guys like just went on this journey, like to anyone who experiences food. It can happen to anyone. And I thought it was so just ridiculous. It was so over the top that I was like, I can't even be upset about it. I'm like, this is just funny. It's hysterical. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's a good point. The the show is is has so much sexual content and yet even with the yeah, the, the, the boys edgy content, come to the yard, they do. <laughs> asexual in its plot and character relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like like There's it's definitely it's, like the husbandos in there and you're like, "Yes." Oh, yeah, no, and it, it, it's really hot, but I I guess what I mean by almost like um asexual in like character relations is that like there's not a ton of like characters being perverts or seeking sex or seeking oh, right. like, yeah, yeah. relationships. It's like the the food is mm-hmm. the the food is the the, is the end game. Yeah, and it's using sex as a metaphor, which is really interesting. So, mm-hmm. art style of Food Wars, I'll go ahead and say that um the the character designs are not always like the most innovative things mm-hmm. in the world. But the the food looks consistently amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always going to be something with me where they have um, in the show what I call time skip titties, which is yeah. like after um, like in Naruto Shippenden and then in the One Piece time skip, where suddenly all of like the cool, interesting women mm-hmm. character designs kind of just become like D cups and are, are you know having them hang out. And and Aaron is such yeah. a cool character, and yet it's almost distracting the bazooms that she has uh, at not, fifteen or sixteen or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Again, and that's something where I look at that and I look at yeah. these these kids that are watching anime, and I think that's not awesome. I don't yeah. I don't love that, but it is something where you know it's not not exactly that I overlook mm. it. It's like I'll take it into account, and the show is still so brilliant despite that. I think that it's um uh, kind of going on to the the general battle structure, combining it with um talking about a non physical battle anime. Mm-hmm. When you watch some shonen, um like there's not a ton in My Hero Academia that is not done in uh, like a One Piece through a Devil Fruit, or like yeah. you watch a new shonen and it's like I am the lightning character and I'm the mm-hmm. fire character, and you know yeah. and 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 you find it and like JoJo's is pretty good at innovating sometimes, but like this show brilliantly sidesteps it where it's like oh we don't have to w- what your battle mm-hmm. type is. It's like this is the character who's great with Italian cuisine or spices mm-hmm. or, or the meat expert and it's uh, it's like there's so much subtle brilliance in the construction of it and I have no idea if the mangaka like knew this coming in or anticipated like how well this would work but um, I absolutely love that dynamic Coming back in, uh, uh, Paul, if you could give us your thoughts on how this uh, show kind of adapts shonen battle tropes into a culinary environment. Right. And so this is actually a pretty interesting question. I don't think a lot of people realize how deep some of the tropes go with this Mm. show in particular, right? The best way I can show what this show is about is really comparing it to Naruto, right? Mm. Which a lot of people are like, wait, how do you... Okay. Naruto has to learn Rasengan, right? So he goes through the whole arc of learning his Rasengan and whatever. Yeah, and it's, it's a uh, wind it's, nature chakra. It's, um, it's wind, right? I think, right? It's it's a wind technique. Yeah. So he learns wind wind chakra. Then he eventually adds 
Um, uh, he makes what it does the Ross and Shuri like the where he can throw it. Which what he does there, is oh no, I he, think right. No, it, no, because no, because Rossing Rossing Gun's wind, a water, but what he does is, is water, I think right? he, and then he adds. He does it with his his shadow clones. That's what he does. He just like adds another clone to buff it up. So like to to change okay. the the form oh, to buff of it. it That's up, what he right, does. Right, yeah, right. to buff it up. It's like weird. Yeah, and, <laughs> okay, so maybe yeah. maybe the better one was Sasuke yeah, because I know he does lightning and fire technically, mm-hmm. right? So right, so he he first started yeah, off yeah like the with, phoenix flower was jutsu like all fire. That. Fireball. Like in the very early stages of Naruto. Yeah, and like blowing like the fireballs or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he eventually learned lightning jutsus. So with Food Wars, it's kind of similar. Because if you look at someone like Hayama, right, who specializes in spices, like loves spices, this and that, and the other thing. Eventually, he starts using spices mm. to leverage working with like game meats, you know, and, and maybe yeah. leveraging it with using it with just one, you know, one spice per fish. The, the the characters in Food Wars and and Nikumi especially. So the one with like the the fire bra, you know, you everybody knows Nikumi. So mm-hmm. when you look at her, she specializes in meat, but as she like lost her battles to Yukihita, she started to understand, well, I need to learn how to use meat in these dishes to make them whole, not yeah. just showcase the meat. So I want to make sure if I do like a bowl of food, like a don, you have it with the rice and the pickle and the vegetable and the meat complements it. So when you look at Yukihita, it's kind of the same way. He's mm-hmm. taking techniques from other students. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Like he's, he's literally the copy ninja of the entire series, right? He really is. Yeah, wow. because yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he learns how to, he learns how to braise, he learns how to saute, he learns how to stir fry, he learns all these different techniques, and he's combining them together. So having the characters who are very, at the the very beginning of the show, they're all very specialized, Mm -hmm. right? Like Megumi is the hospitality champion, so she likes to cater to people. You know, Yukihita, he likes to combine weird, unthought of ingredients. Uh, Takumi Aldini likes to do the Italian stuff. You know, the uh, Rio, yeah. Rio likes to do all seafood, you know, with those really bold flavors, puts on the fire headband and becomes part of the fire nation and wants to tear down everyone's taste buds. Mm-hmm. Alice is literal like molecular gastronomy, but even her, she uses molecular gastronomy to make really good curry. So it's just a compliment to something else. So they actually do have an arc where they're yeah. not the same all the way through. Right. There's, I'm sorry, there, there's a, there's a, a way to, to look at them as they are evolving as culinary students, not just like yeah. getting more powerful or whatever the case is, because that's what you see in Shonen. So, you know, it, it, it's really comparable, but the, aside from like the power structure, because it's a real life setting, right? You can't go too oh, over the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other anime that I like to compare it to is Haikyuu. So when you look yeah, at teamwork, yeah. right? When you look at Haikyuu, they're not they're they're technically getting stronger and have more endurance and stuff, but not really beyond a superhuman level, mm-hmm. right? They're still high school kids playing bat or playing volleyball. So they're they have this really even pacing of how strong they're getting, right? They show how they're getting stronger they go to these tournaments and they go and fail and they lose and they do all these things but they're getting better you know maybe now they can hit at a slightly better angle but it gives them a better angle of attack Mm -hmm. they did the same thing in food wars where 
you can you're you only specialize in mm-hmm. seafood, but now you're trying to do some baking with that seafood. So there is definitely an evolution of the characters, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's so subtle that a lot of people miss it. You know, the the final dish that or I won't spoil it because you haven't seen it. But um let's let's say one of the dishes that Yukihira makes for the autumn elections. He basically copied Hayama. He's like, I'm going to try to use the spice technique with curry, but then I want to keep it super Japanese and wrap it in an omelet. You know, but he also used the Turkish method of making rice pilaf. So there's all these different things where you're you're gaining yeah, more knowledge yeah, yeah. more so than just like, oh, I powered up. Oh, it's yeah. Ken times 10. You know, it's this like increment, instead of like these weird incremental increases, it's I'm learning and applying that knowledge versus like, oh, yes, I got stronger because I trained. It's like, cool. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Soma's cooking 10 times more than he was last yeah, time. You, like- you know, and, and a great example of that is honestly the uh, the omelet station scene. And if you guys have seen that one, it's where mm-hmm. he is failing at his buffet. And I called him out on that. I was like, those souffles are going to fail because you usually don't serve a souffle at a buffet. When you serve a souffle at a buffet, it deflates pretty quickly. So he started serving them and I was like, look, and I called it and I was like, look, they all deflated into these ugly, floppy, you know, gross omelets. Nobody wants that because they don't look good. Mm -hmm. And even in that, they were showing as he was doing the live cooking, he was getting faster and faster by just one or two seconds because you fall into... To take it to a, uh, oh my God, what's the basketball anime reference that I'm going to use right now? Um, it's it's uh, Kuroko's Basketball, which is great if you haven't seen it. You go into the zone and the zone is literally the flow state. They showed Soma going into flow state because he was mm. just, he's, nope, I'm going to hit the button before the timer even goes off. Mm. And he's doing that incrementally. So that was right. what I really liked about Food Wars with their power structure rather than just, ah, oh, he, he got a new and knife. Now and now the oven cooks and with twice as later quickly. On. He got a new knife and now he can cut 40 <laughs> times faster. <clears throat> yeah. He got yeah, the now, master now, knife. <laughs> yeah, like, he got the master knife. Now he can capture every cuisine. It's like, nah, dude, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Thank you so much, Chef. So, um, and, and it's great to me that like you can notice those things with the souffle. Great from a manga cast perspective because if this is someone who was drawing hentai rather than working in a professional kitchen, shout out to to him to make it mm-hmm. so that to make it realistic enough that you can predict what's going to happen you know yeah. like he probably mm-hmm. talked to people in the field did his research you know it shows in the show um and and so so rounding it out let's all give uh what are our what are our um least favorite and then favorite parts of uh, uh food wars okay um, okay okay how uh so let's i would go. say that how my, my least it. favorite part so far was the squid uh peanut butter moment that moment actually was like i didn't like it just because i <laughs> Fair. It's pretty early on in the episode, right? And and you do it's your first experience with like mm. the hypersexualization within the show and I'm like you really you really pushed it to the limit with that first moment and I could see that turning off right 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 and mm-hmm. you could they really turn off a lot of people salty. but it almost <laughs> yeah. turned me yeah. off. And I I actually at that point almost was like mm, do I really want to watch this? Um, but then I continued and I was like, oh, okay. So mm-hmm. whatever, like that, that's just what it is. But my favorite moment, um, God, I just loved that moment where, um, <laughs> where Soma, like he was making this, um, I, I watched episode two as well. Um, 
where he made this dish for like the the god tongue. Like I loved the god tongue. And he made this dish and she was just like, yeah, well, mm. I'm not going to eat it. And he's just like, oh, well, I mean, I guess you could just wait. Like he had this moment of, you know, he's confident the whole time. <laughs> he's very, very sure of himself. And and it's not like you said, I'm a big yeah. shonen guy. And with the battle structure just being entirely different, but still so evocative in its imagery, um, like there's no way that they're skipping. They're not cutting corners in that. And and so I guess that's my favorite part. I That's kind of a lot, but I just yeah. really love this show now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, for me, because through the autumn elections and the, the school takeover, there's so many cool arcs in here. Um, my least favorite, I'll just yeah. go ahead and say, I could do the the female character designs differently because I think it's like mostly every woman has the 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 bubs like that, and hey, yeah, yeah, it's not not necessary. But um, I think my my favorite thing about it is when I was young, I would be out with my homies and like just plains of grass, pretending to Rasengan each other, and you know, I was, I was like creating these these scenes in our head from our favorite shows and just reenacting that and I would, I would always be like because a lot of people have taken um anime is like a great training reference inspired by one punch man and dbc mm-hmm. and but you can't train in like harnessing your chakra exactly so you find your corollaries but i personally mm-hmm. love that food wars gives you something that yo you can train at this you can make this stuff you can figure out and you know i the the idea that like some some people will have their creativity for food really really um inspired and fueled by the show is something that I just, I think that's what it's all about. I think it's that power and aspiration and joy yeah. of animation. And uh, I'm really grateful that Food Wars is around for that. So, um, uh, Chef, what about you? Yeah, absolutely. My, I'll start with my, I guess my least favorite. It ended up being all of season five. They There was kind really? of a cop-out moment with all of season five because they didn't have their food. Uh, who was it? The Yuki, Chef Yuki, I forget her last name. She wasn't there to consult because she was on maternity leave. But um, oh, okay. I guess it's kind of, you know, it's kind of hard to say all of season five. Because I haven't five. gotten there yet, but okay, yeah. interesting. I, I think one of, there, there wasn't really a, a huge moment in Food Wars that I really completely hated you know there were things that i maybe disagreed with or whatever the case is and that was really critiquing like a young cook mm-hmm. you know yeah. i look at someone's like dude what are you doing you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. um the hypersexualization to me would be a turnoff to some people but as someone who if you got into my mm-hmm. head when i ate something that was so good you would probably see that right like where there's a there's a shout out to in Portland. There's a sandwich place called Lardo's, and anytime I get one of their sandwiches, I literally black out. I like stop. I stop thinking. I take a bite and I'm like, oh yeah, hello sweet thing. Yeah, you know I just start eating it and yeah. I look down at my hands and it's gone. Every single time I eat one of their sandwiches, and I can't disagree with their with their evocativeness. But I do I do agree kind of on the if you were to take like one female body in that show and like place a head on it from a different female you probably wouldn't be able to tell some of the men are kind of the same way as well Mm -hmm. you know they're like super ripped husbandos the only one that's different is like one of the uh i think it's isami the 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 thicker you know the thicker albini brother yeah and always have like like the the 14 15 year olds with like the the 12 packs and the yeah and you're like nah it doesn't work that way, you know, yeah, yeah. Or, but there's like MVP Subaru. So some mm. of the characters actually do have really distinct character designs. Mm. But yes, mm. I'm kind of that like, well, you know, you could have tried a little harder yeah. in that. But one of my favorite things isn't even the recipes. It's more so exploring the creativity in food. 
you know, where you have all of these really interesting dishes and some of them are traditional, like the, like if you're making the beef bourdillon from, I think the th- fourth, fourth or fifth episode, whatever it is, uh, I probably pronounced it wrong. So I apologize, but you, you have all these traditional recipes, but then you have the, the exploratory nature of creating new dishes. Yeah. And that's what I actually really liked about the battle arcs in this as a shonen in particular you know and if you look at my hero academia when you oh. have uh, deku versus um todoroki you know deku's like well i'm just gonna use my finger to to blow the you know the power at you or whatever he was doing he explored that during the battle what i really like about food wars is that those battles happen before the actual battle because they yeah. show that oh. you have to prep and you have to research yeah, and you have yeah, to do yeah. all these because you're not just going to show up to a food battle and be like i guess i'll just make something random because it usually doesn't mm. work out you know that it's very yes, rare where that yeah. can work out that way him so testing the, the, the bear meat for its gaminess or trying yeah, different things beforehand yeah exactly you know or, or relying on past experiences so with with food wars being able to recreate those things is a lot of fun but i think what the most fun that i've had is mm-hmm. thinking what a food war character would do yeah. with this particular thing. So with like, I love leaning on like Alice cause I used to give her so much crap about all the molecular gastronomy until she started incorporating it into other food items. So that's where the, the idea for the trace leches pop came around with the like pipette of uh, the trace leches milk where you insert into the cake pop before you serve it to someone, you could mm-hmm. squeeze the milk into the cake pop, you know, so that way it's yeah. not soggy, like all these different things. And that's where if you're experienced with food or even not experienced, Experience, you're able to explore ideas more yeah. than what the show even gives you, which is really cool. It's just, you know, it's like most of us. We watch Dragon Ball Z, you're like, I'm gonna do four thousand sit-ups. You're like, well, yeah. you're gonna do some sit-ups. You yeah, know? You're, you're gonna do twenty you know, and then you're gonna cry right. is what's gonna happen. But you know, <laughs> for a food series to be able to inspire people, I think is super important because we haven't had that. We've had we've had the bleach workouts, we've had, you know, Jack's Blade doing Dragon Ball Z workouts, we've had all mm. these different things, but we have or you know, K inspiring people to play guitar or Haikyuu inspiring people to play volleyball. I think Food Wars is the first one that I've seen to inspire people to cook. Absolutely. It's, yeah. it's literally that anime. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's what I like about it. Perfect. Perfect answer, Paul. So, um, uh, Summon it up. I think I think we'd all agree Food Wars is like worth watching if the if you're not like triggered by like the the the, the sex things, right? Like if that's a yeah. huge turn off for you, not yeah. for you, but I think otherwise definitely worth watching, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But now do we think it's gonna reach classic status in time? Because I think that's a tough question. And if you're saying the if you're saying the last season is is kind of weak, that that might complicate mm-hmm. things. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, here's the thing. Game of Thrones, one of our favorite anime. Oh, I'm sorry, Pax. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, You were talking first and I interrupted and I said, I'm sorry. (laughs) Never. What is wrong with me? Go ahead. Talk about our favorite anime. Uh, We were talking about our favorite anime, Game of Thrones. And uh, we were saying that that has a (laughs) a very Because Arya is like a shonen protagonist is what we were saying. Yeah, Arya is a Uchiha. Um... Uh, it does have a very weak season, but we, I think a lot of people will consider Game of Thrones a classic. It is iconic, and, mm-hmm. and it will remain iconic, I think, in its own right as time goes on. But Food Wars, I mean, I heard of Food Wars, like, early on in college. Um, and it was always kind of in the back of my mind of anime that I wanted to watch, but I never, I never really did. And now that I have and I see that it is so unique and it is that show that inspires you to do something completely different than every other show does, I think it really will reach a classic status. Mm-hmm. Even if, 
even if it does have an element or two that that can put people off i think even that in its own way can put it to a classic status in being like that show that is a little pornographic but it's got all these other things as well like like there are negative classics there are Mm -hmm. negative attributes that can make it a classic Mm -hmm. absolutely uh paul what what are your feelings on it is it going to reach that reach that tier or is it already there i I don't think it's already there. I think, I think it will eventually, mm. especially in its niche, because right, it, nothing yeah. else really exists in that in that caliber in its niche, right? Until when someone of, makes my childhood friend cheeseburger coon. Until right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> I, I think there are going to be further food anime that are maybe a little over the top or have different mm-hmm. tropes. But when you really think about classics, the ones that come to my mind are Naruto. Dragon Ball Z, um, Bleach, you know, like the big three at the time, but then also things like Samurai Champloo that people sleep on, you know, like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is a Mm. classic to me. Like those are timeless. Mm. I think with those, those are anime you could watch at any point, right? Whereas with Food Wars, it's going to be a classic in its genre. Mm. And I still think, I don't even know if I'd categorize it as a shonen, it kind of is, but if you were to watch that in 10 years, it won't feel dated, Right. Because because all of those things you can still apply like, oh, cool. It's a cool cooking anime, you know, but all Mm. it's like watching the movie waiting. Yeah. You know, the first movie waiting is just right. And it's it's such an accurate depiction of the restaurant industry, which is very scary to me. But Mm. you're like, that's a classic movie to me because it depicts that genre so well. So I think with Food Wars, eventually it'll be a classic, especially with how much hype it's produced, mm-hmm. even with the very flat season five, which I wouldn't even recommend watching season five. Like just watch really? the final. Yeah. Just like watch the final episode of season five. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. Um, just to get some resolution because it was so rushed and things like that. So that kind of hurt Oof. it in my eyes. You know, when you talk about 12 episodes that just feel like they didn't belong, right. that really in my eyes hurt it as being a classic. But you could say the same thing with Naruto with like, what, 150 episodes of filler? filler. Come on. Bleach fall off on the same way. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them have so much filler. Like what, Dragon Ball Z Kai is 100 episodes versus the original Dragon Ball Z, which is 305 episodes because they're 200 episodes of filler. Yeah. So, it, there are things that kind of pull it away from that classic vibe. Mm-hmm. But if you were to say, what is anime about? I would still recommend it because yeah. it's very yeah. different than most anime. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, fantastic. Uh, Paul, thank you so much. Um, what, what is coming next down the pike? Let's, let's, let's plug what you got going on because you're, you're always coming out with amazing new videos. So what, what do we see on the horizon in terms Definitely. of that projects? Yeah, uh, lots of things coming up for next year. I'm trying to reformulate the content again because I think of constantly evolving it and staying within the same realm that I'm in. Um, One thing that I'm really excited to look forward to is I'm doing fan battles or like audience battles. And we kind of touched on this before, but um, I'm going to be opening it up in the future where you can submit a recipe to me. Mm. And if I find that it's a good recipe or it's something that has a good... um, has a has a good lesson to be learned mm. i'll be able to take that recipe i'll make your recipe on on film and then make my own to kind of battle against each other and it's going to be like epic rap battles of history but for food and let the audience decide who they think the winner is you know i'm not going to say much about either one but i'll make it and the person who i choose will get 
you know, I'm going to give them a knife. So I'll send them out a knife from Meeson. I've been able to work with them. Um, I'll purchase a bunch of them and then also going to do like a run up. Like I want to make this an event. I want this to be a big community driven event because community is more important than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like I wouldn't be here without community. That's just what it comes down to. So mm-hmm. it's my way of giving back. But, you know, at the end of it, we're going to have 10 battles. The community gets to vote and decide who won overall. And I'm going to like make them a plaque with their recipe card, like printed and everything inside of a frame, send it to them, you know, and to me, it's, it's my way of getting people excited to cook. You know, I, I'm, I'm fine with what I make. I can afford things mm-hmm. that I need and I don't need a substantial amount of money. So a lot of the money that I've been making, I've been trying to like purchase things to give to people to get them excited. Like when I got my first knife, that was that was surreal to me when I was able to afford it. So I want people to have that experience. So hopefully that's going to be a big part of the channel going forward. And I'd love to continue to do that in the future. Absolutely. All right. Well, um, and then again, just to our audience, uh, Paul, thank you so much for coming on. Like, honestly, this has been a dream and you have been so knowledgeable and insightful and your hard work, it just like shows in everything you say and the knowledge you've dropped on us has been insane. So thank you yeah. so much for sharing. Yeah, I mean, no really, you really, really, really changed my perspective on, yeah. you know, what it is to be someone in the world today and enjoy anime and have all these different passions, you know, culminated into one incredible dish. And um, yeah, just thank you so much for your insight and your perspective today. Yeah. yeah, it was great being here. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. So for everybody listening, make sure to check out Chef Paul at Chef PK on YouTube, Chef UPK on Instagram, and he is accepting challengers right now for these Shokugeki battles. These knives look fantastic. So whip up a recipe, issue that challenge, and let's see who emerges victorious. And everyone, thank you all so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or review us on your favorite podcasting app. It really does make a difference, and every review counts. We'll make sure to give you a shout-out on the air to show our appreciation. All right, I'm Hal. I'm Pax. And we're the the Bro Takus. (laughs) Have a great day, guys. See y'all. Bye, y'all.